Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jaquel Lane. Hello and welcome. My name is Jaquel Lane and I am your hostess of Education with an Edge, the podcast that is dedicated to all things youth because in my mind, every child matters and hopefully you feel the same way. I am so very honored and excited. I have one of my favorite human beings like on the planet here with me, my dearest, dearest friend, Carrie Ketchum. She is the chief development officer for the Ronald McDonald House Charities in Omaha. For the last four years, she has overseeing the fundraising strategies for the organization, as well as has been a guide um, on on their development team whose primary purpose is to create a generosity network of individuals and businesses who want to contribute to the mission, whether that be through their time, talent, or treasure. Prior to her role, uh, Carrie served as part of a project team that launched a new driver onboarding system at Kiwit for both the U.S. and Canada, as well as a former business owner of 500-plus student dance studio and ballet teacher for more than 15 years. And we love the fact that you are such an advocate for the arts, and so we're going to get in that today, too. But... um, Through Carrie's robust experience, she recognizes the power of vision, fortitude, and flexibility when striving towards the end goal. Inspired by her mother's career and passion for the nonprofit sector, she saw the incredible impact a career in this field could make. With her past leadership experience, project manager mentality, plus an unwavering vision of the good that we can all do in our community, she sees the abundant opportunities in encouraging others to contribute to a cause and make this world a better place for all. My sweet friend, Carrie Ketchum. And you do. You make the world a better place. And you oh. certainly make a better place for me. So. Oh, right back at you. I'm so grateful. We're just so excited to see each other. We I haven't know. seen each other a long time. So, um, you know, Carrie, I mean, obviously you have an illustrious um that was absolutely, you, you've done so much in your life and you've had like such an illustrious career, but we'll get into a little bit, you know, how tell us a little bit about yourself and since this is a podcast that's geared towards young people tell us about how you grew up right um well you know it's so interesting you (laughs) illustrious career thank you so much I feel like there's so much left to do so huh you know when I when I'm making my goals there's a lot more to accomplish in this world and I feel like I have a lot more to give but um as far as my background is concerned um I'm from the area I'm from Council Bluffs um a wonderful family, a younger brother, and my parents, um, who they have been mentors in my life and, and guiding forces. Um, I love them dearly. So when I moved back about six years ago, it was so nice to be in their company more often um, because they truly ground me. And, uh, you know, looking back, I am so fortunate to have not only that support system, but also they were people who believe in me wholeheartedly and unconditionally. And I think that is so important to feel for everyone, Um, no matter where you're at in your life. You know, as a 42 year old, I was going through a lot and it's, it's so funny how you still um, crave unconditional love and support depending on what you're going through. I love that you touched on that because so many young people, um, just so many people in general right now, just in our climate are going through so many things. And I was talking with someone the other day about, about unconditional love and just what you said and you really as a friend and I can say this I mean you embody someone that people feel 
just completely, I'm able to completely be myself with you and your light and the way that you interact with people, you're completely accepting of everyone. And so I have no doubt that you you know, garnered, garnered that amazing gift from your wonderful parents and family. Absolutely. And so for that, like, I thank them. You are <laughs> truly, you Thanks, that's, guys. that's wonderful. <laughs> um, so, you know, the arts are significant to you. And one of the things on education with an edge that we really wanted to focus on was the fact that, you know, oftentimes funding and things are cut from educational programs, sometimes right. that are publicly funded. It's the first thing to go. And it's obviously extremely heartbreaking. Um, because the arts were extremely impactful to me. It was probably one of the only reasons that I wanted to be in school. I, you know, and so, um, but you have had quite the career um, in the arts. And so I want you to talk about how the arts impacted you as a youth and then throughout your life and in particular dance. Right. Um, So great question. Um, You know, I was fortunate enough, my parents are, um, they're Omaha Community Playhouse uh, members. And so I was always exposed to the theater. Um, So again, I thank them for that. Uh, I had a babysitter who actually got me into classical ballet, which is what I was trained in. So Um, And that opened a whole new realm for me. Um, The world opened up, right? So interesting people and different perspectives and a way to express myself that I think as a child I needed. I am one of those people who... (laughs) I think I made my bed when I was one years old and everything had to be put in its place. And so I probably didn't express myself verbally, but dance allowed me to do it through movement. And, um, you know, as a young child, I'm sure I didn't even realize it, but looking back, I know how powerful it was. It also made me recognize, um, so I'll, I'll go through, you know, studied classical ballet, um, danced with the Omaha Ballet and the Boston Ballet um, briefly. I lived in Boston for a summer. Um, and what was happening, my friends were dropping out of high school at like 15 years old to go dance with San Francisco Ballet. And that wasn't really an option to me because, um, I was smart and I wanted it to be in my life. Uh, I, and I, at that time it was all or nothing. And so, um, you know, I just, I decided to go to college. So when I went to college, I kind of, I remember throwing away my toe shoes and saying, this is over and kind of cut myself off from it. And which was very unhealthy, honestly. Um, you know, and I, I, I struggled in college emotionally. So I, I, and I do believe that was a part of it, that I wasn't expressing myself in a healthy manner. Um, but yeah, so jump forward. I'm living in Columbia, Missouri with, um, my ex-husband and, I take a dance class for fun. And the instructor there says, wait a minute, what's your story? <laughs> like you, there's a story here. And so I, you know, told her my background and she's like, have you ever thought about teaching? And I kind of thought for a moment, like, no, but why not give it a try? I'm, I'm open to any possibilities. So I did a test pilot class and I fell in love with it. And she's like, you're really good. And I also recognized I'm a better teacher than I am a performer. And I think it's because I recognize what the arts can do for a child or for a person. And so um, that became my true north and compass is to provide an outlet for these kids. And I honestly, I think it was so cool because we had known each other for like several years and I had known how like talented you were. And I'd seen, I mean, she's, she's, 
stunning, but all your beautiful ballet photos. And then when I learned that you were a teacher and that's such a, it's so important, as you said, like to allow kids, but also adults, like just to have creativity. Like it's just remarkable. Even sometimes, I mean, I'll sit down and I like, I'm so embarrassed of this, but not really. I like people will buy me the adult coloring books like for Christmas and stuff. And it's like just any kind of artistic expression. We forget how to do that sometimes. If you don't, if you play an instrument and you don't keep it up or you dance and you don't keep it up. So I love the story of always being able to go back to your roots and you took that dance class and it ignited that passion. And so what a cool story. Yeah, it was, and it was so fun to see these kiddos too. You know, I I think initially I I had the concept like they're all going to be, I'm going to train them and they're all going to be professional ballerinas. And then I was like, wait a minute, take a step back. And what happened was a parent approached me. This is so funny because they're like, you're, my daughter respects you. And I've been trying to get my 14 year old daughter to wear deodorant. She won't listen to me, but I know she'll listen to you. And I was like, I have this power to make an influence and an impact on these children. And I don't think I recognized it till that moment, how truly influential I was in their lives. And so, um, yeah, like I said, it became my guiding light. And um, you want to encourage them and you want to teach them discipline, but you also want them to fall in love with with themselves and um, and carry that out in their life, however, whatever path they choose. Whatever path. And I think that's so beautiful. And trust me, as a middle school teacher, I have all kinds of stories (laughs) like that. So I bless your heart. Like that's so, but that's so true because they probably idolized, you know, really were idolized you and wanted to, you know, please, please you. And, and especially in ballet, you know, it's so, um, it's so very, very structured and there is a certain routine and things. And so, um, I think that's so cool that sometimes we just don't realize the impact that we have or that, or that people or that children do think that we're cool or look up to us, you know, like, so, um, that's, that's wonderful. And another thing that kind of, we like to focus on education with an edge, because I think, well, this is something that I struggled with as a young person and talking with young people. I think sometimes they feel like I have to take a specific path and this is the path that I'm choosing and I have to stay on this path. And if I deviate from this path, then the whole world is going to end. Um, and so I love to talk about, I call it multi-versatile, multi-talented, talented individuals like yourself because um, you were obviously had this very successful dance studio um, and um, you, you know, had been a former ballerina, but you also went to college and I mean, really kind of this have it all mentality and then decided um, that you wanted to give back to to your community like you had been doing in a different way. And you have a remarkable career now that you love. And um, I I can't say enough about Ronald McDonald House Charities and what you guys mean to me personally, but also what you've done for people who are very, very close, near and dear to my heart. Um, Seriously and truly, I feel like you are doing God's work. So I'm not going to talk about it, but I want you to talk more about how did you come to your position at Ronald McDonald Charities and and what was that path like? Yeah, you know, it's a very interesting path. It's both personal and professional. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... To your point, I my life was planned out. I'm a planner. And um, from when I was getting married, how many kids I was going to have. And after teaching ballet, you know, for 15 years in Columbia, Missouri, I, I mentioned my ex-husband, um, end of a relationship. And I found myself, I wanted to come back home and be near family. I needed that support system. And so what happened, um, I landed this 
really cool job at Kiwit, which I absolutely adored. And it was such a wonderful experience, um, especially from a leadership development and working for a 500 Fortune 500 company, what that taught me. Um, at the same time, I thought, you know, in some capacity, maybe it's not a dance studio, but I thought I'd go into the arts. And my mom had had a wonderful career um, as executive director of the Girl Scouts for Southwest Iowa. And I've always looked up to my mother. Um, she was like the first woman in Rotary back in the day um, and, and just has done some stellar things. I could go, I could go on and on. So she's always inspired me in that capacity. And I thought, oh, you know what? I'll do nonprofit work and it will be in the arts. Well, um, my project at Kiwit wrapped up and this position at the Ronald McDonald House opened, the, the development director. I met uh, the leadership, um, Lindsay Ray Corton, and her vision of what the future for the house looked like. Uh, there was a lot of growth and collaboration and how we can meet these challenges in our community head on and, and be a support system for the hospital. And I thought, this is it. This is where I want to be. It's not the arts, but I don't care. There's some really cool things happening. And so I left Kiwit and moved over and it, it was the best decision I ever made. And I, I, I think it's so funny now too, like looking back, my dad was um, assistant director of pharmacy um, for Creighton or St. Joseph's hospital for years. And so it's, I have blended these two beautiful things um, from my past of what my parents did in their careers into my own. So I think I was groomed for this job, quite frankly, and it's, it's been perfect. For sure. I think, and I, I couldn't agree more with that and where, um, where you have even started and all of the amazing things that you're doing at the house just in the duration of time that I've known you and the great impact that you're making on our community and in children and families' lives who are dealing with with really serious illness is yes. just a beautiful thing. And you're able to be a part of that story and a part of their journey at their most vulnerable time. Absolutely. And yeah. um, I couldn't think of anyone... I mean, better suited for that position than you. Oh, Just thank you. Such a beautiful heart. Um, so if you had one piece of advice, Miss Carrie, to give a young person today that you wish that you had received, what would it be and why? Yes. Well, this ties beautifully into our the question you just asked me before, um, as I have a robust background um, in my professional career. And so, especially considering how pre-planned I was, I would tell a younger person not to worry, know what your true north is and your values, um, and keep inching towards them, but also be open to the possibilities and be curious, ask questions, because how your life unfolds and will continue to unfold will exceed your wildest expectations if you let it. I love that. And also walk into a room with a smile on your shoulders back. <laughs> yes, I love that. Amen. Amen. Especially for me, because it will it will make me look like I'm a little bit taller. Right. And I can use all the help that I can get in that department. I love that. Um, and also, that's perfect, because you've got a beautiful smile, and, and oh. you're always smiling. So, um, so what are, I know, and you're very planful, So, yeah. and I don't want you to, like, give anything away, but... What are some of your goals for this upcoming year? You know, uh, I'm really glad you asked this question. Um, of course, I have like professional goals within the organization and how we can continue to serve. It's been such a crazy year with everyone with COVID, but I think it gave the world a greater understanding for what these families go through. So there's some challenges with that, right? Um, and we're thinking that about that within our organization, but I also believe it will impact our community's going through this, right? And so um, a lot of it, 
I want to do great things in our community. And I think there's more to me than just the Ronald McDonald House. So I would love to sit on a board. I would love to find a way to address mental health issues um, that people are facing. I would love to get in the weeds of racial inequity. Um, I'm trying to educate myself on this and it's been, um, an, it's been eye-opening. And so those, you know, those kind of things I, I want to look at. I want, I want to face those challenges and, and be part of the solution. Um, personally, I also don't want my life, you know, as a development person, there's a lot of out in the public, but I think there's a, I've learned there's a beautiful ba- balance between the two, and I want to hold on to that. So that is my goal for the remainder of the year, is to find that beautiful balance between the two. I think most of the world feels the same way. Uh, I also want to, um, I meditate, and I want to be more consistent with that because I think that's helped me tremendously um, just for my own personal mental state and focus. I think I love that. I I mean, I love so much about what you said, but um, especially the fact, well, first of all, I mean, you are the, I can't think of anyone better suited to serve and help our community. So uh, no doubt there's boards that are going to be coming out of the woodwork (laughs) right and left. So you hear it on here, folks, like you need to reach out to her. Um, We're going to get you all of her social and her email and all that good stuff. But you're definitely a change maker in our community, Carrie. And what I love about you is you're always trying to make yourself better. You don't sit there and you don't say, you know, I, I, you know, well, I'm fine. You're always looking for growth opportunities and that's why good things will always find you. Uh-huh. Um, but I love also what you said about the the balance, you know, there's such a balance between, you know, so the social media is so very prevalent and I think there's so many great things, but especially for young people that are, I mean, we didn't have as much oh of that growing yes. up. And so uh, if any, I mean, um, right. so it's, it's definitely such, um, a, a hard thing to balance for them and a hard thing to balance for adults too. Yeah. Um, and I also, the mindful meditation, um, I mean, I, I, I meditate as well. And it's like, I love what you said about consistency. And sometimes young people, you might think that it's kind of out there or whatever, but they have lots of resources on right. YouTube that it's just, you just know, type in so cool. five minute mindful meditation. And it's and like, apps, yeah. yeah. And you can even just feel like, your breath getting more steady. And I think that we all need to just focus on being more in the present moment, you know? And so, and and again, um, it kind of goes back to, I, I, it it gives, I think to just sit in the quiet too, you know, some people, it might be prayer. It might be taking a walk out of nature. For me, um, it's sitting in a room, listening to a meditation app. So it's going to look different to everyone, but I do think sitting in your own quiet, teaches a lot about yourself and what's important and, and what you should focus on and what you need to let go. Um, I'm one of those people, I call it monkey brain. And so there's a lot of negative self-talk. There's a lot of singing in my head going on too. Most of the time, I feel like my life is a uh, musical, but um, I, I think that's important to sit in the quiet. I've, and I'm, you know, to your point, you continue to learn about yourself and the world with that. And that is such that is such excellent advice for all of us, but especially young people that are really bombarded with so much noise and so many messages. So if they can truly just, you know, learn to, you know, figure out what's important to them, set, set in their own silence. Um, I think that it's not only very beneficial in the long run, um, but it's just also at this, at this time in our 
in our world. Yeah, it's so very you know, important. it's funny when I'm scrolling on social media, I, I think about this all the time because sometimes it's hard for me as, you know, 50 year old woman to, to, I have fear of missing out and, and am I not doing enough? And should I be doing this? I can't imagine a young person as their brain is developing, going through this, these same thoughts in their head. And so my heart goes out to them. Um, and you know, with, with everything, I think there's a light and a dark. And so as long as we recognize the positive of it and, and stay away from the negative. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful advice. Um, once again, Carrie, what is the one motto or saying that you live by? Yes, this is a fun one. Um, <laughs> it's so fun. And I, 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 I have like all my list because I love quotes. I Pinterest quotes. There's quotes on my, you know, computer. Uh, so yes, but I thought for today, and this is one of my favorite and I'll, it, there, there's some history to it. So my mom, when she was ED at the Girl Scouts, I would go into her office and sit at her big desk and pretend I was running, you know, CEO of whatever, whatever. And she had this plaque that someone had given her and it said, um, well-behaved women seldom make history. And looking back, I remember thinking, well, is that like smoking cigarettes and doing the Charleston? <laughs> but like, what does that mean? Um, and so now I think it's, it's very true in my life. So I haven't, you know, divorced, moved here, started my career over. I haven't done things by convention um, but I also have recognized it makes me a pretty cool person. And so, right, like you don't need to play by the rules to do great things. Um, and so, yeah, I, and, and use your voice. Use your voice. Um, that's something I struggle with continually. You're smart. You have something to say. Express it. And I love it. And I have to say, you said something to me once, so now I'm going to flip it because she's a great, she gives great advice, ladies and gentlemen. But, <laughs> you know, you said that someone told you once that you can also learn to trust yourself in the moment and that you yes. made the best decision right. for yourself at the time. And I'll never forget that. Yeah. Um, and who knows what, but I was, I was, I came to you and I, you know, was, was trying to make a decision. And so I think that's important too, mm -hmm. that to trust yourself and to have good enough self-esteem and to think highly enough of yourself, as you said, right. to like, I have something to offer. I deserve to be heard. Right. I, you know, can make good decisions for myself and maybe not everyone, maybe they wouldn't be the decisions that everyone would make, but right. they're decisions that I'm yeah. going to make for myself. Yeah. And I never forgot that. Aww. So really impactful. It was, oh, cool. it was. Yeah. You know, someone, it's so funny because someone passed that to me. So I'm <laughs> glad I could pay it forward. But, um, you know, there were a lot of life decisions. Um, and, I was doing everything right, but you question yourself. And so they just reminded me, you make the right decisions at the right time for where you're at. And I think we need to be reminded of that as women, um, as a society, as in general. I think young people need to be empowered to know that they make the right decisions. Um, so, yeah, it's I'm glad I could pay it forward. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and I think that it's great. I love I love to have someone like you on because someone would look at you, um, Carrie, is is very beautiful. She has a wonderful career. She's got a wonderful loving husband. Yes. Shout out Dan. Um, <laughs> you know, fairy tales do come true and Absolutely. he's a great guy. Um, but they, a young person would look at you and say, well, she's never had right. obstacles. She's never had adversity. And I, I think, I, I think about that a lot, yeah. a lot. And yeah. And I think, so I think it's important to share. I, it's hard for me to share, but I, I think it's very important. So 
so a couple of years ago when I moved here after the end of the relationship, um, you know, I had been teaching dance for almost two decades and I was failed marriage, um, failed relationship, no children. I'm 40 some years old. I'm starting over in a community that I haven't been in for a really long time. So I, I don't really know people as an adult, um, starting a career over and I was walking through the grocery store with my mom and, you know, kind of a woe is me. I I mean, I was, I was sad. I didn't know what I was going to do. And, um, I saw this woman walk by in a grocery cart and she was this cute little thing, you know, blonde hair. And she had this sweet little two-year-old and it's, it's 10 o'clock on a Wednesday morning. And I thought that was supposed to be me. And I just started crying because I had envisioned myself as the PTA mom. I mean, I, I honestly did. And so now at 42 years old, my life is just, the tables have been turned. And, and what do I do? And, and what's next? Um, and I didn't have it all together. But you, one of your questions is, what is your greatest, one of your greatest accomplishments? Yes. Um, and actually, personally, I would say that's one of my greatest accomplishments, um, that I took the time to fall in love with myself um, I had to gain that confidence to know that I made the right decision and it was step by step and there was a great support system around me that were they were catching me all along the way uh, as I recreated myself essentially in a new community so um, that's probably one of my greatest accomplishments personally yeah and it it should be and I mean that that I can't tell you your authenticity your authenticity and your realness is so very helpful to so many people I mean I've shared you know with you we had similar paths and similar I mean I'm divorced as well and and don't have any children and and so you in you engage in in activities where where does where does God, where does the universe right. want me to use my time and energy and talent right. now? Because that door has been closed. Right. And I always love the saying, you know, um, you know, when one door is, door is closed, another opens. Right. And so that I don't think that there's a truer testament to what you're doing. And and I and I do have to say, too, that that's an excellent example to, to really be kind to everyone. Because mm-hmm. I doubt that anyone looking at you would have said she's, she has anything to be right. sad about, you know. And so right. just kind of the, the walls that we as humans Absolutely. build up, um, you know, just to kind of protect ourselves. And so, so very important. You just never know someone's struggle and then it's beautiful to see and watch their journey. Um, And especially so beautiful to watch your journey and everything, everything that you're doing and everything that you are. And you know, it's so funny. That's when I started meditating. Um, I needed to sit in the quiet with myself and, and uh, re recognize again what my true North was and, and what my values were. And, I, I believe the universe works in magical ways and God works in magical ways. And it just um, because I was doing the right things and, and still inching forward and reaching out and asking for help inch by inch, day by day, all of a sudden I look back and I'm like, wow, I, I accomplished a lot in a short period of time. 100%. So, yeah. Oh my goodness. And I think it's a good, it's a good lesson for young people. It's a good lesson for everybody that, you know, to really appreciate you know, every stage of your life, because Mm -hmm. someone, uh, you know, you could want someone else's life, but they're looking at you saying, I wish, you know, I I wish I was shopping with my mom in the grocery store and didn't have this response. You know, it's just, it's different. You know, we can always step back and say, well, this looks so great, but you just don't know. That's, 
that's not the plan for you. You know what I mean? You have a beautiful plan of your own. And and I do think that, especially in this day and age with young people, that the comparison is really dangerous. Absolutely. You know, and I, as you said, it happens on social media. We can easily compare ourselves. Mm -hmm. I I do it Mm -hmm. as an adult. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, and I, I don't have the answers. I hope I hope we do. I, I think it's conversations like that, these critical conversations and talking about that and, and being open about our feelings and our struggles and our insecurities um, because I think everybody has them. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, I just can't. I, I, I could talk to you forever. I know. I could talk to you forever <laughs> um, because I adore you so much. But um, I, I can't thank you enough, not just for your friendship and, and our personal relationship, but the fact of everything that you've done for our community, every every family that has come into your doors that has not known what's going to happen at such a time in their life right. that is, is so very, uh, you know, vulnerable and um, the kids' lives that you have changed and um, the work that you're doing and... I just, I love you dearly, and I'm very grateful that you were here today. Yes. And um, first of all, I mean, you're, like I said before, you're such a change maker, and, and you have, I mean, you're just getting started, Carrie. So <laughs> um, where can people reach out to you, contact right. you, follow you, follow your journey at Ronald McDonald and all the wonderful things yes. that you're doing? Well, first, can I just say... Um, Thank you for that. It, it means a lot coming from you. I'm going to get Terry just so don't look at me. I did too. Uh, but um, thank you for giving people a platform to have these conversations. Uh, I'm so glad I've encountered you. You're in my life for a reason. Um, and it's just fun. It might have been months since I've seen you, but I just every time I see you, I, I light up inside and you're doing incredible things and you lift me up. So thank you. Thank you for giving me this platform and this opportunity today. Um, but we're also putting dinner on, on the schedule. Yes, we are. Yes, we <laughs> but, are. So people can reach me at, um, well, so for the Ronald McDonald House, it's www.rmhcomaha.org. My contact information is on there uh, as well. I'm open to people reaching out to me on social media too. So I'm mostly on Facebook, <laughs> but it's Carrie Ketchum. Um, yeah. And so they can DM me and I'll reach out. She is honestly just someone that um, is benefiting everyone so much. And I, I'm not going to get to read either, but I'm, I truly do believe you're someone that God put in my life for a reason. And whether it's a piece, I mean, I remember advice that you've given me and things that we've said and times that we've spent together and so she's just a phenomenal person ladies and gentlemen and um certainly a woman to watch in 2021 I keep saying 2020 <laughs> I'm like I I'm missed I missed several months there <laughs> um in 2021 and years to come and as I said Carrie you're just getting started and um I can't Thank wait you. to see all of the amazing things that you're gonna do and I'm gonna be cheering you on girl. I know right by my I'm, side I'm gonna be right by your side boo so um <laughs> no thank you so very much for being with us here on education with an edge today and um once again if you are someone that's struggling right now um yes. we have wonderful resources 
resources um, available to you. We do partner with the Boys Town Suicide Hotline, but we have other resources as well, other community partners. Um, You know, so please do go ahead and um, especially if you're a young person, but really anyone, um, we want to help you. We know that everyone's been through a lot um, this year and we're all kind of processing, but we're going to get through it together. We need your light. We need your love. So hang in there. And until next time, this is Jaquel Lane with Education with an Edge. We'll see ya. If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to JaquelLane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge. A Huda Media Production.